Hey, what's up, guys? This has been an interesting week for me. Um, I went to... So I've been going to the dermatologist now for... Like almost, I would say, seven years because of skin stuff. I just got so much sun when I was growing up because I was a lifeguard. And my mom's always like upset because I was a lifeguard, but they didn't have umbrellas for us. And so we just sit there like cooking in the sun. But I would do that to myself like all the time. I was always outside like trying to get tan and um, putting the tanning lotions on. And so anyway, I went to the dermatologist about a month ago. And I had this little thing like right by my neck and it just kept coming back and it was like a little bit scabby. And so I went in and I was like, hey, like, could you check this out? So they gave me this lotion. And then while I was there, I was like, can you also just look at these like things on my forehead? And they're like, oh, yeah, these look uh, concerning. And so they took two biopsies um, and... You have to wait two weeks, so they basically like take these scars out of your face, or these chunks, and you get these scars, and then you find out if it's cancerous or not. And so mine came back as that basal cell carcinoma. So you have options. You can do a cream. You can just decide to not do anything and hope that the biopsy's got it. Um, I decided to go with this surgery called Mohs, M-O-H-S. And they explain it to me and they're like, you have like a 99% chance of getting all the cancer if you do this one. So for me, like I want to live long. I want to be alive for my kids. And from like a vanity standpoint, I didn't want to have like a big scar on my face. But from a strictly responsible standpoint, I felt like it was the right thing to do. So... Um, last week on Friday, I went in and if you haven't looked this up, like look up Mo's surgery, like Google it and you'll see these pictures. So imagine looking this up and then knowing this is going to happen to you. So I was pretty like, I mean, I had a lot of anxiety, like building up to this moment and went in and got everything taken out. It's kind of an, it's like interesting cause you don't get put to sleep. You're sitting there, they just numb your forehead and they're cutting like a big giant chunk. Like if you want to see what it looks like, go to my, um, I guess go to my TikTok because I put it on my Instagram stories. Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the King of Corona. Brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. All right, so go to my TikTok. I was trying to look it up, but then when I go look at it, it uh, it stopped my podcast. It's King of Corona, I think. It's King of Corona. Like, There's some numbers, but go check it out. I put a video up, but you can see like the cut and then the how they sewed it up afterwards. It looks pretty good, honestly, Like after they sewed up. But the fact that I had like that much cancer and they got to cut that deep, like it's pretty painful. And I was just thinking about life a lot the last few weeks and what's important to me and what do I want to leave behind and what am I chasing after? Am I chasing after paychecks? Am I chasing after like just what am I like, what am I doing with my life? Is it meaningless? Is it meaningful? 
when I wake up in the morning, am I pursuing things that are making me happy? Am I pursuing things that are not making me happy? And for the most part, I'm pretty happy with like where I'm at with my life. Um, I did have a conversation this last week or two weeks ago, um, and it was kind of about respect. And I've always been like a really big respect person. Like I want to earn people's respect. And for whatever reason, like in my profession right now, I'm not uh, I'm not succeeding the way I would like to. Um, and sometimes you can just tell like you're passionate about things, but maybe not passionate enough to where people can feel that. And so trying to get that passion back. And so this last like few weeks, because I've been going through so much with all this anxiety about this, uh, cancer, I've just been thinking like, what can I do? Like, I'm so sick of like making everything about myself and like, what can I do to give back and like help out? And so Kelsey, who I'm dating, she was involved in a relationship at one point. And we're going to do a podcast about this eventually. Um, but she's kind of tied up in some legal stuff with it at the current moment. But... uh I decided I want to like work to give back to domestic violence victims, people dealing with domestic violence. And so instead of just going out and selling solar and learning all the tricks to get people sold and how you can say the right thing and build the emotional value and this and that and get people to sign up like the same day. Just thinking like it's not it's not doing it for me. It's not doing it for me and I need something more. Like I need something more. So I was thinking I used to pay 10% of my income to my church. And so what if I took that 10% and I donated it to a nonprofit where the money was used to help women, I guess men also that are in domestic violence situations. Because if you haven't ever known somebody that's been in that situation, it's probably like one of the scariest things um, for that person. Because first off, do you, there's so many people that are just suffering, like, and you don't even know about it. They're locked in a relationship, and it's managed so strictly by the abuser. The abuser will be going through your phone, will be checking your emails, will be checking your like your location, you're being tracked. There's really like no time for you to ever make a plan to get yourself out of the situation. So you're living in constant fear, wondering if you're ever going to get out of this situation. And then for the most part, people that like leave these situations, it's usually, I mean, hospital visits or things where the abuser is exposed. And then these women, most of the time, end up back with these guys. And a lot of it's out of fear, but um, I was talking to Kelsey and a lot of like she was doing some counseling and stuff and she mentioned something to me that was like pretty uh, eye-opening because the abuser is typically the person that will comfort you also. So you feel like this like weird bipolar attachment to them because they're the one – They're the only one that knows. And so when they get angry and like they beat you up, 
then they have like this nice side where it's like, I'm so sorry. And then they comfort you. So you feel like this like double-edged sword or this back and forth with them where you never quite know um, how they're going to react or what's going to happen. And so for me, I just want to like do something, do something with my life that's meaningful. And like if I was to be taken out ever by cancer or anything, like just know that I did a lot to help. And so I'm basically with my solar sales, I'm going to be putting 10% of anything I sell into basically a domestic violence fund to help people. And so if you get solar from me, not only are you helping like the earth and your bill, but you're going to be giving back um, to people that are being abused. So, so kind of a long intro um, to this Tuesday funnies, not really like a super funny one. And so I'm kind of going to keep it on like this little bit of a serious, little bit of a serious uh, topic this week. But yeah, just want you guys to know that um, just been searching for meaning, more meaning than like what I've had. And even like that race, like I did a race last year, 100 miles for Damien. Um, that young child that had leukemia, but it ended like I finished the race, the family got the money. And then that was like the end of it for me. And it was such like a cool experience leading up to it. And then like a few weeks after and it was like this adrenaline and then it just ended. And since then, I've just been feeling like I need something. And so I'm actually going to be trying to do something with uh, with my gym. Also, I'll let you guys know if that works out. But once I get that locked in, I'll I'll share more. Um, but this week also, I was uh, I've been given like a lot of perspective the last I would say last year in my life. And when I started this podcast, a big thing for me was perspective. Um, you can't really understand people until you have that perspective. And I started this podcast because I left the Mormon Church. And I used to think the people that left the church and talked poorly about the church were horrible, evil people. And then when I finally got to the point where I left the church and I had like a different perspective of what that was like, it gave me a whole new understanding. And so almost like in my subconscious, I started to ask for perspective so I could understand people better because the better you understand people, the better you can help people. And so this last... A year, I feel like I'm getting that perspective, and I'm almost wishing that I hadn't asked for this <laughs> because suffering sometimes is not is not fun. But financially, I've never really struggled to like make money to have money come my way. It's just always kind of been like this magical thing that I've had. I met Kelsey, and I've never. I don't know, me and my ex-wife, like we always had like everything really good. Like we had like a really nice house and cars and I mean in college and stuff, you kind of broke, but that's kind of the experience of like a college life. But after, I mean, I guess I lived kind of paycheck to paycheck with when I was a farmer's insurance agent starting starting out, but sales kind of always came and I always made it and something always happened. And like I would say right now is the one time in my life and I still have money, but I've never struggled so much getting sales. 
Like I sit with people and if you guys know me, like I do a really good job explaining. I've always done a really good job with sales. And for whatever reason, it's like, there just feels like this, like, I don't, I have no idea if it's like I'm being pushed into something else, but I'll sit with 20, 30 people a month, go over solar and try to do everything, all the little things you can do to get them to sign up. Like if you sign up right now, I'll give you $500 back, $1,000 back, pay for your first year. We have this cool flex pay option. For whatever reason, I can't people, I can't get people to do it. And so they're like, just give us a week and then uh, we'll let you know. And I don't know if you've been in sales before. If you give somebody a week, you might as well just say peace out. That sale's done. But it's been as bad as like, I'll go to an appointment and they'll be like, hey, I'm on a, like a business phone call right now. Could you come back in 15 minutes? So I'll drive an hour to Pueblo. I'll go to this house just for this appointment. At like last week, and I had my kids. I have my kids, and I have to take off to go try to make money because you need to make money in life. So I drive all the way to this appointment, and the person says, come back in 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, no worries. So I go and knock doors for 15 minutes at another appointment. Then I come back 15 minutes later. They've locked the doors. Their car is gone. They've left. I try to call them, try to text them. They don't answer me. I go to the next appointment. Not there. Call, text. They never never answer me. Never. Go to the next appointment. They're not there. Never call, never answer. Finally, I go to my fourth appointment. They're there, finally. I sit with them. Appointment goes great. Guy decides he needs time to think about it. And... He's still thinking about it. I'm hoping that one signs up. But this past weekend, I go to Pueblo again. I confirm the appointment, go meet with this guy. He signed up with another company. He says they got him drunk. And he signed the paperwork when he's like intoxicated. And so he's like, can you help me get out of this? I'd really like to go with you. I was like, yeah, I'll help you. The office is closed since it's Saturday. So Monday rolls around. I wake up early in the morning, call the office, um, get them on the phone, explain the situation. They send a text to him saying, hey, sorry that like this happened. You can cancel. Just send us an email. I reach out to him, say, hey, did you get that text? And he goes, yeah, I got that text. Oh, cool. Like, Let me know if you get that canceled and we can help you move forward. And never answers me, never gets back to me. So just feeling very used. <laughs> Like very like uh, like working like I don't know if you've ever worked really hard for free before. I almost feel like a lawyer that's like pro bono, like helping out, dealing with stress, trying to train people, going to appointments. I'm out knocking doors like four to five hours a day right now, and I don't think I've gotten a sale in like two months. I'm just being honest with you guys because. Like I said, I was, I'm trying to – I always want perspective. I've never struggled to get sales. I've never struggled to like make it financially. And like I said with Kelsey, she comes from like a, like a paycheck-to-paycheck background where she makes her money last. And I've never like had to live like that. And that perspective is really important to know – I mean, you just take you take things for granted always. Like I always take things for granted, and you never know how good things are until they're gone. And then hopefully you can get that back one day, and the next time you get it, you'll appreciate it. 
And it's unfortunate for me, I got to go through these like roller coaster ups and downs to really like realize the value in certain things. But I just want to know, like, I just want people to know that like, I understand what it's like to like be scared financially. Like, what if I can't make these payments? Like just an eye opener for you guys. I made like really good money last year and sales is like, you never know how much you're going to make. It's always like starting over and with the winter here in Colorado, like things will reset. And so you're always wondering like, is this year going to be as good as last year? But I got my tax bill and it's like outrageous. So that thing just has to sit there and I have to figure out like, okay, like what am I going to do to get back on my feet? And then it's important to have the faith that you know that like this is just temporary and that things are going to work out. And I've been struggling more like with the principles, like am I doing things the right way in order to get where I want to be or do I have like sellout potential where I will sell out on myself in order to collect a paycheck and potentially be like disrespected or do things that I'm not proud of in order to to make it. And there's been a couple of things where I've been like honestly like a little bit disappointed in myself. And I would love more than anything to make a living doing something where I just feel like really, really, really rewarded and all the work that I put in is like I honestly I really honestly think I would rather live broke not broke but like paycheck to paycheck doing something that was like meaningful than have like all the things anybody could ever want but not not enjoy what you're doing and I know there's a lot of people like that out there but we do get kind of I mean I got, you got alimony you got child support you got a lot of stuff that you gotta I mean you got house payment and car payments and you got a lot of responsibilities, groceries, and once you have kids, like you can't let your kids go without. And so you're out there knocking doors or doing whatever you have to do to make a living. Like I was just thinking about like how sad it is for women, like single women, mothers that um, or single fathers that have to, they don't have to, but that will give in to things where they have to... Uh, like sell their body, like they feel like they have to sell their body or um, be part of like an OnlyFans account or do some sort of like pornography or inappropriate model shoot or just be used in order to provide. And none of us like that. None of us like feel like we want to be used in order to provide. And so for me, like my out eventually, I would like it to be this podcast but you got to keep yourself humble. You got to do the things that are that are going to provide for your family. And then in your spare time or when you can find time, you have to try to build that life that you really want. Um, another thing that I've had like a little bit of perspective on is this cancer. Like looks have always been so important to me. I grew up and I feel like my father like kind of pushed looks on us. Like looks was always so big to him. And I feel like that's why I was always like wanting to be tan to be. So I'd get compliments like, wow, son, you look really good. You look really tan. 
and it would make me feel good, and I'd had no regard for future Tyler. It was just look good now, feel good now, like you're invincible. And to have this like scare where your face gets cut and you can just kind of see like you're aging and your looks are going to fade. Like your looks are going to fade. There's no way you stay looking like as good like 40 years from now as you do right now. And so you have to rely on more of like your soul, your spirit, like your, like you, who you truly actually really truly are as a person and put aside the things that are like not important. But when you've used those things to get you so far in life and you start to see that they're going to slip, it's a pretty big adjustment. And so, I mean, I'm not saying that like I'm ugly or anything or maybe I'll stay pretty good looking for like ever, but you just realize like it's not that important and it gives you perspective. Like when I bicked my head, when I went bald with my son, gave me like really crazy perspective on what it's like to be out there with no hair. People just assumed I was bald, like I was balding. Remember my friend Paul, because I was hiring people to work for Pure Energy, and he just assumed I was like bald. Now I have like a ton of hair. And it's just weird to walk through life different than you're used to and get perspective on like what it's like to be like this, like that, how people look at you, like what type of uh, reaction you get from different people. And um, like I said, I kind of asked for this perspective, got this perspective, and... I appreciate it. I'm really appreciative of the perspectives that I'm getting. And I hope that I can take what I'm learning, not be super stressed out, not give up, but just move forward and be able to help people and take what I'm learning and use it to like help as many people as I possibly can. Um, But that's it. I do. I got some. <laughs> I'll just end with this one thing. I was, so I was leaving the doctor's office and like my face was like super sore. And I was talking to my kids and Kelsey. So this is supposed to be jokes. It's supposed to be Tuesday funnies. But I'm leaving and my face is sore. I got this big giant bandage on my face. And I'm just thinking like I'm talking to my kids and Kelsey and I'm like could you guys imagine if I went back to the doctor's office and I was just like sunburnt like to a crisp and the doctor's like what like what happened like you realize you were just in here because you got skin cancer removed from sun exposure right yeah well I left the office I was feeling really depressed so I went and got like a smoothie because that usually makes me feel better. But the only other thing I could think of that makes me feel better usually is getting a nice tan. So I went to the tanning bed and I tanned for like the full time. <laughs> like your scar on your face is just like sunburnt to like blister status. Could you, I wonder if that's happened before. Like people actually like are so addicted to tanning 
that they go like get skin cancer removed and then go lay out by the pool. Guarantee it. I guarantee it. It's the same thing as people with like alcohol. Like, hey, you have been drinking too much. Your liver, like I'm telling you, like you keep drinking, you're going to die. They're like, cool. Well, they leave the doctor's office. They go to the bar, throw back a few shots to make them forget. Then you wake up the next day and like in your head, you're creating like this like, I think it's called like cognitive dissonance. I think that's pretty much, I think that's what it's called. But you create this like distance in your head with the reality and you try to pretend that what they told you wasn't true. Like I did that for so many years with the tanning stuff. I would try to look up articles. Like I watched a show on Netflix where they were talking about the sun and how it's like, it is powerful in a good way. And like, you really should go out and get vitamin D, but very limited, like five minutes, 10 minutes, go out there, like butt naked, soak it up, get that and then come inside and then put your sunblock on. And I just feel like the world tries to sell us on things that really aren't good for us. And so anyway, guys, this is uh, all, all I got for this week. I appreciate everybody for listening. And uh, next week I'll come with some, uh, some Tuesday funnies because this week I kind of let you down. But hopefully you enjoyed the message. Love you guys. Bye.